Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for June 8th, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and also my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Uh, Sean Humes and I will be doing another one on Thursday. Okay, let's start with uh, WWE. Uh, Asuka was on last night's Raw. She uh, was in a tag team match. Uh, then one of these, we were seeing a lot of, because the, um, the Hell in a Cell match is, you know, so far from the last, you know, big uh, uh, show. Like it's like about six weeks or something like that. A lot of stuff on Raw has been time-wasting. It's really been bad. And um, this was just another example of that. That What they did is two weeks ago, they had um, uh, uh, Rhea uh, do a match with Nikki Cross for it was the beat the clock challenge which i hate and if she doesn't beat nikki in two minutes nikki wins the match and then charlotte they did it the next week the same thing so they both lost to nikki at least they got nikki back on tv so i guess that's something so uh charlotte complained about it and uh adam pierce uh, told told the two of them that they would team up which they're not going to get along of course that's the whole point and they would face Nikki Cross and a partner of her choice, which, of course, was Asuka. Uh, you know, I posted the match video on my blog. It's um, not a great match by any means. It's more angle than match because mostly what you have is uh, Rhea and Charlotte trying to one-up each other. And they're not getting along with each other and blah, 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 blah. You get the idea. And in the end, uh, they start fighting each other and then uh, Charlotte... Uh, uh, lands the natural selection on Rhea, and Nikki gets the pin for the win. So it's another cheap win for, you know, in this case, Nikki and uh, and Asuka. And again, it's another example of a time waster. It just shows that they really, they really have no creative direction, you know, at Raw right now. Just none. And, um, you know, something like this. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do next week. They're doing all kinds of silly things. And so, um, you know, uh, it's just, it's not good. Okay? And it, keep in so the goal of this match was 13 minutes, right? That's 13 minutes that go by. You know, the idea is they're just filling time, you know? And, and I understand fans don't get that. They think there's something else wrong, but that's it. They have three hours to fill. Would they like it dropped at two hours? They do, would, but USA will not be dropping it. So they got to fill three hours, and they're not, they're struggling with that. You know, this is why you're seeing a lot of rematches and stuff like that, because they don't know what to do. They're, they're just, it's just, ugh, it's bad. Anyways, the video's up on my blog. Don't forget to check that out. Now, as well, uh, I, it's video for this is not up on my blog, but I did watch the match. It was uh, Hikaru Shida versus Diamante on uh, last night's episode of AEW Dark, I guess they call it. And I just wanted to make uh, have a look at it. And the main thing here is that um, uh, uh, Hikaru has cut her hair, and she is also uh, wearing uh, new gear, which, by the way... She designs and makes herself. She has a sewing machine in her in her uh, house. Um, you know, a lot of wrestlers like to uh, make their own gear. You know, uh, I know a wrestler in, in, 
I know rest, a lot of wrestlers that do that, especially indie wrestlers, because you can't afford to go out and, and, and pay somebody to do it. You're going to do it yourself. And that's why Hikaru does it. That's why Hikaru does it. She's always made her own gear. You know, she wasn't making any money at Ice Ribbon. She had to make her own gear. So she still does that. She still does that. She has, a, like I said, she, we've, she's shown videos of her uh, using her sewing machine at her house. So, hey, that's what she likes to do. She, you know, she enjoys doing that. So that's fine. Does Asuka make her own gear? No, she designs it, but I don't think she knows how to sew. So she has somebody to do it for her. You know, so it just depends who it is at different, you know, in WWE, you don't have to do that. You don't have to make your own gear, but I bet that, you know, Bianca Belair makes her own gear. Okay. Because she enjoys doing it. Okay. Her gear is pretty unique as well. I mean, uh, so she, she, she likes doing it, but I'm sure there's still some um, wrestlers there who like to make their own gear, but I know Hikaru does that. The match itself was okay. I thought Diamante got in way too much offense for my liking, but that's fairly typical of Hikaru. And uh, she won the match. It's no big deal. <sighs> no, it's not worth watching. What can I say? Okay, let's go on to uh, uh, last week's uh, UFC Okay, so um, last Saturday's UFC. So there were two women's matches on the show. In the first match, Montana De La Rosa beat uh, Ariane Lipsky uh, by second round TKO. And this was at flyweight. And so I'm not a fan. I haven't been very happy with either fighter. Montana is originally from Texas. She used to be a strawweight. She's now a flyweight. Trains at uh, Elevation in Denver. Mark Montoya also trains quite a bit with... um, uh, Raquel Pennington and Tisha Torres in Colorado Springs. Um, her main thing is um, she can do takedowns. She's good on the ground. Her striking is pretty bad, though. Uh, Ariane Lipsky is from Brazil. She's a former KSW champ. I mean, she came to the UFC with this, um, this uh, queen of violence um, reputation, but she hasn't lived up to that in the, in the UFC. Uh, she hasn't looked that good. So when she lost her last match, she decided to move to uh, Florida uh, along with her husband. And so she's now training at um, ATT, American Top Team, in uh, Coconut Creek, Florida. Uh, her primary coach there is two-time uh, U.S. Olympic wrestler Steve Mako. Uh, and uh, Conan Silvera, uh, who's the head coach there, uh, usually uh, has an in, usually has um, input uh, with Brazilian fighters who come there, okay? Because he's usually in um, uh, Amanda Nunez's corner as well. Uh, so he was in her corner, and along with Steve Mako. Um, you know, uh, usually when you go to a new camp, it takes maybe a couple of fights for the coaches to figure out what actually should be fixed. And the mistake that um, Ariane makes here is the same kind of mistake that we see uh, a lot of times from other Brazilian fighters, okay? She um, allows um, Montana to take her down, which is one thing, but the other thing is that she uh, thinks she can, uh, you know, get some offense in in bottom position. And the problem with that is the judges do not um, do not look at that favorably. Like if you're in top position, uh, uh, the fighter in top position is going to win the round. And so uh, what Ariane needed to do was get out of there and she didn't do it and uh, at the towards the end of the round uh, Montana threw an elbow on her and, and got a cut so Montana won the first round 10-9 and then this continued in the second round and eventually 
uh, Montana scored enough damage that the ref had to stop the fight. So Montana uh, uh, won the fight by uh, 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 TKO. Doesn't make me think she could beat anybody better, but you know she won the fight, and I guess that's the bottom line. And Ariane, I guess, goes back to the drawing board. Uh, Mako, I think, probably saw enough that he can uh, figure out some things that he needs to, uh, to to fix. And you know, you never know; she may be better next time out. I mean, we, she's going to get other chances, that's for sure. Okay, the other fight on this show is supposed to be uh, this is a flyweight bout. It's supposed to be Marina Moroz against. Um, um, Manon Firo, okay, and uh, Marina uh, dropped out, and the new opponent uh, was Tabitha Ricci. So let's talk about uh, Manon Firo, first of all. She is from Nice, France. Um, you know, she uh, is f- uh, six and one, I believe it was, and her she won her UFC debut pretty handily. She She's primarily a striker, okay? Um... Her uh, Tabitha is from uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, but she trains at Paragon uh, BJJ in um, Santa Barbara, California. Um, I saw her in LFA. Um, she seems like a decent fighter, but uh, she's actually a strawweight fighting at flyweight. So I kind of thought that the size difference was going to be a big problem for her, and it was. Uh, Manon won pretty easily. Uh, you know, Tabitha really couldn't couldn't uh, get close to her. And then in the second round, Manon um, uh, got a TKO win. So it was a pretty easy winning for, you know, win for Manon, but what I would like to see is I'd like to see her up against a ranked fighter next time out. Good example of an opponent they might uh, throw in front of her, Andrea Lee. How about that? Okay. So that brings us to uh, this. Now there's some other uh, women's MMA stuff happening uh, uh, this week, uh, uh, but uh, I'm going to save that for Thursday. I'm only going to talk about the uh, two fights on uh, UFC 263. They're not on the main card. They're both on the prelims. The first one is at flyweight. It is uh, Lauren Murphy versus Joanne Calderwood, and the winner of this fight will likely get a title shot against Valentina Shevchenko. And uh, I don't think either fighter has a hope in hell of beating Valentina, but, you know, you, you want that opportunity, right? So uh, Lauren is originally from Alaska. She trains these days at uh, Fortis MMA in Houston. Um, I've never been uh, a big fan of hers. Uh, she is, however, on a uh, three-fight winning streak, so that's something, all right? So uh, she, I'm just not impressed with her. I never have been, okay? Uh, her general tone is that she ends up in close fights because she doesn't do enough to win fights, okay? Maybe that's changed at Fortis. I have my doubts, all right? Uh, Joanne, of course, is from Scotland originally. She trains at Syndicate MMA in Las Vegas with John Wood. So she was supposed to get a title shot last year, and she, Valentina got injured, and so instead of waiting, she decided to take a, a fight against uh, Jennifer Maya, and Jennifer won the fight and got the title shot. So, you know, uh, that's... Um, the way it goes sometimes uh, probably wasn't the best idea to take that fight, but she did take it. Now, um, Joanne is primarily a kickboxer. Um, so, you know, sometimes she's on her game and sometimes she's not. So she's inconsistent enough and she loses enough that who the hell knows what's going to happen. Okay. So 
I think it has, I don't know if it'll be a good fight, but I have a feeling it'll be a close fight. Okay. All right. The other uh, uh, women's fight on this show is a bantamweight. It is uh, Pani Kianzad versus Alexis Davis. Uh, Pani is from Denmark, but she trains in Sweden. Okay. And uh, she's been around for quite a while. Now she's on kind of a three fight winning streak, but you know, she hasn't beaten anybody particularly notable. Um, she was on Tough 28, which was for featherweights, but uh, Panny has fought at both um, uh, weight classes. She's big enough that she could be- fight at featherweight, but she's big for a bantamweight, okay? Um, my thing with her is primarily that um, she uh, tends to beat fighters who she should beat, and fighters who are better than her will beat her. There are fighters in the business that are like that, and she happens to be like that, okay? So what about Alexis Davis? So Alexis Davis has been is a veteran of the, of the fight business, been around for years. Um, she's fought at both um, flyweight and bantamweight, and she's kind of small for a, for a bantamweight, but, you know, she's fought at both weight classes recently. She has had, she uh, um, has been on a bit of a slide since she came back from uh, having a baby, and... Um, so I don't know, you know, it's one of those things that uh, normally if it was the Alexis Davis from about five years ago, I would look at her to win the fight, but now I'm not so sure. So I think it as well, it'll be a close fight. Okay. Anyways, that's about it. Uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any quick and my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA, if you have any questions or comments for either of my podcasts or my blog, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.